Welcome to Over the Line. Yes, I'm wearing an Over the Line shirt, and there's only one in existence, maybe two. Wow. If you want one, maybe we'll get you one sometime. John Bird in the house. Hey! Tony Gump in the house. Hello. First podcast since uh, the last time we did a podcast. Very excited to be here. There's a lot of stuff going on, stuff and things. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a rearranging in the studio. We got a brand new table. I know. It's so nice. It's nice and uh, it's a little more slender than what we had, but it gives us more room because, mm-hmm. like, I was right up on the curtains because the table we had, it was nice, but it was it was kind of wide. Yeah. You know, like I used to be before I went to Mandu. It was really wide. But, but now it's intimate. You and I can... Can practically hold hands. Yeah, let's, let's try it. No, let's not. Okay. Let's not try that. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 glad to see. we've even got plugs over here uh, yeah. to plug up our stuff, nice. which I did not plug up anything. But maybe next time I will. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going live uh, Thursday. That'll be January 11th. So make sure you're locked in for that, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So how's things been going with you, John Bird? Uh, going good. I'm still house sitting for my friend who's in South America. You seem really tired. What's going on at this house of a friend who's in South America? Okay, he's got a kitty cat who I've known for a while, and then he has a dog, a Vishla. A what? A Vishla, which it's a Hungarian breed, and they're short-haired. They can run almost as fast as a uh, uh, as a what are the dogs that run around the track? Greyhound. Greyhound. Yeah. It sounds like something Hitler would name his dog. Yeah, but I don't think it's not like a German Shepherd or anything like that. Vishala, my German Shepherd. Yes, now of course his name is Dewey, so it's not very. Uh, yeah. But he's, I mean, he's really, really, really sweet. But they're a real needy breed, so it's like so I have to sleep with him up my butt every night. Whoa. Yeah. I not mean, literally though. No, not literally. Okay. He he wouldn't fit. Yeah. Uh, thank God. Um, but no, he, he like gets under the covers and he's like up next to me and then the cat's up here on my shoulder and I'm just like, good grief. So I am sleeping, but I don't think I'm getting into that REM. That's me in the corner. No, I'm just seeing what I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I mean, of course I do my one thirty yawn. Of course. Right. That's standard. But, uh. I was yawning before the show. I was yawning during uh, uh, Views and News. Views and News. Yeah. I need to record tomorrow. Help me remember. Okay. Well, I don't want you to help me remember because I want you to be in your natural state. But, Tony, when we do the Wheel of Segments mm-hmm. at one thirty or one thirty, whatever, mm-hmm. Yeah. when I get into, by the second story... John Bird is yawning. Okay. And <laughs> it, it's oh, no. it, it's every single day. Every day. It, it never fails and and I think people underestimate how hard it is for a radio show host to really get in the groove when his producer is yawning. Like that really I really feed off John Bird's reaction when I'm really on a roll and I can mm-hmm. tell he's getting into it and he's giving the double middle fingers to the computer. Yep. Uh, but the same goes for John Bird yawning mm-hmm. <laughs> during a story that I was very excited about, which usually I'm I'm pretty excited about the wheel segments. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm excited about it too, 
But you have to remember, I was born with a deformed lung. Right. So even though I have a gigantic lung that fills my chest, I still occasionally, that's how I catch my breath. Maybe I need a reminder. Maybe, do you have a picture of your deformed lung, like a, like an x-ray <laughs> or something? Um, Gotta prove it. <laughs> that we could, but like, just something we could print off and maybe put on the glass in the producer but where I can see it. Like where it's kind of beside you, it reminds me. Yeah, I guess I could get an X-ray of it. Do you, Tony? Can we just Google deformed lung photos? Okay, I can do that. Hold on. Yeah, see if see if we can get uh, deformed lung images on Google. Yeah, it's not two lungs; it's just one lung. The other one deformed is lung. Short. That's how I got into music. Okay. To build that that lung. Now let's see images here. Okay, do these look like any of yours? I don't know. I haven't seen them since I was, you know, like a kid. Uh, that one. Uh, well, that looks pretty. Yeah. Well, see, they're showing two healthy ones. We need a guy who is yawning, who has one lung that looks good and the other looks bad. Uh, what about? Um, I keep going. I don't want it to be too graphic because I want to leave it up in the studio so I don't yeah, have to remember to put it back up. Deformed lung picture. Or something. I don't yeah, know. One healthy, one deformed lung. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, we could just... Mm, there you go. Know. If you smoke, you end up with a bad one. I can tell you that much. Yeah, don't want to smoke, buddy. Uh, were you ever a smoker? No, never. Really? Never. Although I did secondhand smoke for all of my childhood because mm. everyone smoked back when I was a kid. Okay, so go go back one, uh, hit the back button, and go up. Let's see the, or go back one more. I think I need to go back one more. Up, back one more. Okay, so see that one, the second row all the way on the left? Is that an actual picture, or is that an illustration? Looks like a lung brain. <laughs> I don't know if that's does. A Lung deformation is shown for lungs as an overlap of the lung. Okay, so maybe that's the picture I need. I mean, all I need is something to jog my memory to say, oh, he's got a deformed lung. Okay, there you go. Just yeah. imagine that picture. All right, so save that picture, Tony, and we're going to print that off, and we're going to put that in the, the radio studio. Okay. And I can put a frowny face on it. Yes, we will uh, We'll take that, and we'll put a little frowny face on it. Yeah. And say John Bird's lung. Well, let's tell everybody at the station that that actually is your lung, even though it's not. And maybe they'll let us because of that. They'll let us keep it up. That might work. Yeah, I mean, you know, and just say please don't talk, tell John about it because yeah, he's very sensitive. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna put the picture where you can only see the back of it. It's right. facing me right. to remind me. Hmm. Right, we're problem solvers. Yep, we That's solve what it's problems. All about. Yes. Problem solved. Next. What's the next problem? What's the next problem? Mm -hmm. Let's talk. Let's let's keep on the topic of lungs uh, and talk about the C word, the C O, the B I D word. Uh, I, I got to break it up. I got to break it up for YouTube. All right. So, we, do we want a code word for this real quick? Yes. Uh, what do we want to call it? The vid. Uh, ah, how about divoc? Divoc. That's or divic. Ovid K, no big I Latin. Think, I, think, I, I don't. Uh, I, I, I'm I think not I, Ovid K. I what about just the coof? <laughs> the coof. We could call it the coof. All right. So the coof. All right. 
That's got a nasty sound. I know, uh, but the coof could be lots of stuff. You know? I mean, yeah, it could be anything. It's a coof. The coof is something that we experienced four years ago. Yes. I think there is a new coof afoot because I got sick. Mm-hmm. Leland got sick. I've heard, I even I heard a lady at the grocery store a week ago talking about how she got sick, and she described the same symptoms that I had, same symptoms that Leland had, and that several other people I know have had the same thing. There is something going around, and each one of those people say, I went and I got tested at the doctor. No flu, no coof, no strep, no nothing. Can't pick it up. It's got to be something. Okay, now... Compare it to the flu and mention what is not a part of the flu. Could you do that? Say like your symptoms and we could figure out, okay, that symptom is not a part of the flu. You want to diagnose my my sickness from yes, no, three I weeks mean, ago? The standard flu. What's one of the symptoms of the flu? I don't know. Hot fever. flashes, fever. Fever? Yeah, had a mm-hmm. fever. Tired, body aches. Yep. Mm-hmm. But what was it that you felt? That was different. I don't, I don't know. Were you hallucinating? I had, I had a rattle in my chest, more on the back end, but no. See, that's not, that's not in flu. So fatigue, like bronchial, was it like bronchitis type feel? I could hear it rattling. Sounds like a combination. So maybe it was like a deeper lung issue than more of the, you know. I think it's the new coof. But with that said, it didn't kill me. It didn't kill Leland. It didn't kill the lady at the grocery store. I don't know that it's killed anybody, all right? But also, people weren't being put in the hospital and put on in a later vase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to miss all the keywords. And then uh... And then <laughs> yeah. And then and then ended up kicking the bucket afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my question is are they going to try to capitalize on this new deal? Because they got oh, some people. They got some people really freaked out during Ovid Ovid K. I mean Koof. The Koof. Yeah. They they got people. You take Howard Stern, for instance. Okay. Howard Stern is so out of his mind over the Koof. He has yep. not been I, I think he's still doing shows from his basement. He will not go back into the studio. And they've got Plush studio, state of the art in New York City. Like they, he's got it made, and he's so terrified. He was always a germaphobe, but he is so terrified of catching the coof that he don't want to be around anybody. And I don't know how his wife hasn't gone crazy. Now, Howard Stern has recently contracted the coof for the umpteenth time. Mm-hmm. Even though he's had eight Ooster Bays. You get what I'm saying? I do. I, I do. I and so it's like, it's first of all, it's ruined his career. I understand he's got all the money in the world and he can laugh all the way to the bank. That's fine. But I'm talking about your radio career. You were a legend at one point and you've taken that into a nosedive because you're scared of a, of a virus that your government told you to be scared of. And you were the anti-government figure. You were fight against the the man. You were fighting against censorship in the government. And it's a sad, it's a sad decline to watch somebody like that who I really looked up to. Thought he had a great career. 
the hay nows come from Howard Stern, things of this nature. Like, he was one of the top guys that I took my style from. I, mm-hmm. I took a little bit from a lot of people, and he was one of those people. And now I'm just like, he's yeah, a shell not, of his former yeah, self. It's not who he is. It's yeah. so bad. Um, and, and I think part of it came from, is he still one of the judges on? No. Uh-uh. I mean, uh, I think that part of it came from that. I actually enjoyed watching it when he was on there. But maybe it did. Now, Howie Mandel, which was one of his co-hosts, uh, was was a germaphobe as well, like really over the top. And so you might be right in the sense of this may have, that may have propelled him into being like super germaphobe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tony, you got a video pulled up. Who is this, Salty Cracker? Yeah, Salty Cracker. This is one of the guys you watch all the time, right? Uh, Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, I don't know anything about Salty Cracker, but he's talking about Howard catching COVID He's a little again. out there, but he brings the heat. I said, I said the word. Coof. It is this country. And just say, you now, it's mandatory to get vaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. Fuck you, fuck your freedom. I demand that everybody gets jabbed up with experimental so concoctions because they're vaccines now, even though, holy shit, when was the <laughs> last time that you tested yourself for measles, mumps, or rubella? Probably not, because that vaccine fucking works. But here you got uh, Howard Stern, boys, douchebag extraordinaire. I guess if you live long enough, you become your own worst enemy. And he's telling everybody, oh, uh, it sounds like motherfucking Don Imus, by the way. I was supposed to be back at work last week, but I couldn't do it. Why not? Why Why not? Well, I got the COVID-19. You know fuck with this? It's for cereals, man. It's for cereals. How did you get it? <laughs> You're on your 18th booster shot. You don't even leave your apartment, you fucking weirdo. How did you get this? You demand everybody around you have 18 shots of this stupid shit. You you demand that everybody wears four COVID masks. And yet you still got it. That's why it's well, that works. And, of course, all these fucking pricks go out. Well, well, so, yeah, well, that's, that's the point is, like, this guy got all the boosters. All the all the vaccines, and I'm saying the words now because he said them, and obviously yeah, it happens. It's fine. Uh, all, all the boosters, all the vaccines. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are you, you are you not questioning at this point? Like, well, and the funny thing is, you know that a lot of people out there are questioning it because it's so it's so obvious with him speaking out so much and getting all the the booster shots and all that. Yet he's still getting sick, and, and and I like how the health officials they're they're like, "What do you mean? Why are you surprised? You're catching the coof because I, uh, we told you that you can still catch the coof." Now I would suggest sunlight, vitamin D, you know, water, mm. uh, meat, things like that. You know, stay healthy. Your boy right here eats a lot of meat. That's all he eats. Yes, I do. That's what I'm doing. I this never week. get sick because my uh, my good buddy that I'm uh, house sitting for. He left me 22 steaks. So it's steak, steak, steak time for me. Mm. Steak and eggs and bacon. I keep a fresh supply of hamburger, meat, and steak, and and I keep it in my deep freeze. And what I found out is that you always think we're going to use hamburger meat tonight when it's too late, and there's not enough time to thaw it. Yeah. But I found this out, the trick for everybody. 
if you take them out of their regular styrofoam with the saran wrap plastic and put mm-hmm. them in Ziploc bags, suck the air out of it, make it airtight. When you're ready to thaw this stuff out, you fill the sink up with hot water. You put the bag of meat in the hot water and then put a plate on top of it to submerge it. Ah, okay. Now that's the extra. And it thaws out like 30 minutes. Nice. Oh, dude. It's it's Life hacks with Andrew McClain. Life hacks, baby. Life hacks. Make sure there's no pinholes in the bag. Well, that, yeah, and that's the problem with the original packaging is because water gets in there and then yeah. the meat's all smushy and it's just, it's gross. Yeah, it'll be meat soup. <laughs> yeah, you don't want meat soup. That sounds suspect. Tony, can we move your camera up to put you in the middle just in case we have some, some big event where I need to put you on social media? Am I not in the middle? You are now. Oh, look at you. Look how good you look. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> look at him. Look at that smile. That's a million dollar hey, smile. A, it is a million dollar smile. He was at the dentist today. I think my camera got knocked over. So. Probably did. What? Did, you did go to the dentist today? Is that right? Yeah, I got a cleaning, so they're like white and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got to do that, man. I'm so far behind on the dentist. I'm just scared. What we went through is children going to the dentist. Like, oh. it. you carry that with you to adulthood, and you're terrified to go. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, Tony's Tony's been a bunch, and apparently it's not that bad. Well, I, I, I had a bad experience. I got my uh, wisdom teeth out when I was, like, 18. And evidently, they crawled up on my chest and were reaching down in to pull Whoa, stuff out. Whoa, what? Yeah, they beat the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, I had bruising my eyes and everything. I'm really? Like, what did they do? When, when was this? I was 18. Good lord! Were these I'm, women or men? What happened? No, I'm. It was a. It was a man. I mean, I guess he brought some bruisers in with him. What? <laughs> did so he like knock you out or anything? Yeah, that's the problem. Did your butthole hurt afterwards? No, it did. <laughs> but my jaw did. Maybe they didn't pull it out. They just, boom, boom. Maybe they just beat on me. Sounds like the Russian mobs doing your I dentist work. But it was. It was bad. What? What was the explanation on the backside? Um. Well, that they had to go deep back into my mouth because my molars were back further than most. And so oh. they had to stand on your chest. Yep. Did it's, they have to pull or cut? No, they didn't have to cut. They just beat on me until they fell out, I think. <laughs> that's just... I've never heard of Russian that. dentistry. <laughs> Russian dentistry, that's right. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was miserable. Were you I, missing, like, your wallet or anything? Did you get robbed? No, I mean, and my mom took me, so she was there. And, of course, um, uh, I looked pretty rough, but a couple of days later, man, mm. I looked like, you know, I'd been, I'd been through it. Yeah. You know, my mom was like, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe it. You know, and she called him up, and, what's, you know, what's she going to do? Yeah, what's she going to do? So it's the Russian I, I haven't mafia. been to the dentist in like nine years. So. Because you got the ish beat out of you yeah, when you were 18. And plus the last time I just don't trust dentists because uh, we had the fam- a family dentist and it came my turn. And the dentist did not like the fact that I'd never had a cavity. Mm. And he's like, I see a cavity here. I'm like, I don't think I've got a cavity. I have no pain. He and really I, wanted you to have a cavity. Yeah, he would take that little, uh, you know, little... Uh, sharp thing and it would go in there and he would push Ugh. i mean go <laughs> looking for it to go in and he just couldn't believe it he well that's like, bad no. for business for yeah. people and finally i said to him i said stop it 
just clean my teeth. And um, I'm sorry that your business went under because you were having an affair <laughs> with one of your workers. But that's what happens when you try and screw people over. All you wanted, all you wanted, I know, Jeffrey, all you wanted was my money. How many people were you doing that to? Huh? How many assistants were you sleeping with? You had a wife and three kids. You don't now. And you're in that, like a little strip mall now, aren't you? Ooh, you're not driving that Jaguar, are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's why I don't go to the dentist. Wow. PTSD, I think. Yeah. That is, um, it's quite the story, John Bird. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, you know, after all those years, I gave it another chance. And he seemed to be all right at first. But I think he was like, because my poor kids and my ex-wife, they were like constantly getting cavities. And I guess he was like, well, I got to get some more money out of this family. Maybe he was planting cavities in your family's mouth. Well, he could have been, but he didn't with mine. Mm. And you know what? You know something? My great, my great, great uncle and great aunts had perfect teeth. They died with all their teeth and no cavities. Wow. Everybody else on both sides of my family are loaded up with cavities, but not me. It's got to do with diet. I bet you one part of the family didn't have any sugar and one of the other side had like meat and stuff like that. Well, based on the fact that when you came in for the podcast last time and you had Oreos all over your mouth, that's probably <laughs> why, because they never make it into your mouth. You just smear yeah. them on your face. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's my weight loss plan <laughs> is I just take it and smear it right here so I can smell it and then taste it a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I hate that that happened to you when you were 18, but... Mm. Speaking of of essentially armed robbery, there was an incident that happened. It's actually happening in real time right now. I don't know if there's a solution to it. I guess I can look on Twitter. In Ecuador. So there's a TV show going on. And in the middle of the TV show, armed robbers bust in and start holding everybody at gunpoint on live TV. Whoa. Let me see if I can... Uh... You want me to play it? Yeah, go wow. ahead and play that first video. Oh, they got bombs? Is that a Tommy Hilfiger shirt? Tommy Jeans. That's dynamite in his pocket. And that's the host of the show, I guess, begging for his life. And I can't tell those people that are on the ground if they're dead or what. Let's go to the next video. This is more footage from this. This is crazy. They just took over a newscast. I know. At least report on something, dude. 
I don't walk around throwing things. I'd start talking and giving them the real news and not what they're pushing. Right. Tony breaks in. Thunder red pill, you mofos. Listen up. I'd go immediately into the Fed. (laughs) This is crazy. And they got the news music playing in the background. He just kicked that guy in the head, I think. Oh, yeah, see that? Oh. Oh, God. At least they're wearing their koof mask. Yeah. John Wick was around this crap wouldn't be happening, I'll tell you that. Man, that's crazy. And then there's this video. I, I, I Again, I, I don't know what these videos entail because this is happening in real time, but we'll just, All right, let's just viewer go. discretion, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just waiting for somebody to get their brains blown yeah, out. I don't, don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. So, essentially, you see what's going on here is these people have broken in. And, Tony, if you will, I'm going to get you to pull up Twitter, and we're just going to look at the latest. I think what's happening here is a deal with the cartel in Ecuador. Like, it's Ah. falling apart. And and you think about the mass migration that's come from that part of the Mm -hmm. world up this way, and it has probably left that place tumbling into chaos. Just type in uh, hashtag Ecuador in the search at the top right. Okay. And uh, see what see what comes up. We'll just we'll just look at all the searches that uh, maybe that's it. Oh, uh, that first go back. Uh, you see, there you go. Hit that top one or that one. Okay, that's fine. We can uh, just scroll through these. Uh, let's see. Mil- uh, the Ecuadorian military has been deployed to safeguard the Carondelet Palace. I don't Carin- know what that is. Carondelet. Car and delay. So is that like this the capital or something? Uh, wow. Uh, I don't know a lot about Ecuador. You go through, cartel members have surrendered to police and some hostages have been rescued. That was twenty four seconds ago. You keep going. Uh some of this is in Spanish, so we're not gonna be able to read it. Police officials are being kidnapped and threatened with guns and knives by the cartel in Ecuador. Whoa. So essentially the cartel is just taken over. And they've taken a lot of hostages. And from one tweet I read, they were actually executing hostages already. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Child leaving school in Ecuador was shot and is on the way to the hospital. At the moment, the health condition is unknown. Uh, what's the next one? Says chaos in Ecuador. Police have released new video footage of them capturing gang members who are a part of the news station hostage situation. Crazy, man. You don't capture you. Yeah, you can shoot them on sight. Double tap. Crazy the stuff. Military. That's wild, man. So, essentially, what you've got going on here, there's a guy sitting in the, uh, the, 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 the medium with a rocket launcher, it looks like. Yep. So, what you've got going on in Ecuador is essentially what happened on October 7th in Israel. The Ecuador cartel is Hamas, and you've got the innocent people of the country being literally terrorized. Now, keep in mind, how emboldened has the cartel become over the past two years 
with Joe Biden. Or what, we're at the th- three-year mark. What year is this, 2024? 24. So we're at the three-year mark mm-hmm. of our borders being wide open. Because remember, Joe Biden gets inaugurated January 20th, 2021, and one of the first, first executive things, actions, he had a stack of, of uh, EAs that he signed off on. One of them was stop the wall, open the border, and then it's only increased over time. We just hit another record for December on, uh, you know, encounters at the border, which means they came to the port of entry, we cut them loose. We're cutting loose 85% of the people that come to that border. And these people that are in this cartel are in the mix. And it's just like, I can't help but think, the reason I bring that up, I can't help but think that what is happening in Ecuador right now is is somehow tied to what's happening in our border. And whether that's it makes, from it makes sense. People fleeing the country and there's not people there to, to keep extort the peace or, or yeah, maybe there's not enough people to extort and they're going to more drastic measures. Well the cartels have been making bank the past few years. I do know that they've too, become you know. so powerful. So then you get all that money, you get all those weaponry and you have all those people. You could take over a small country, cuz. Absolutely. I mean, these guys mm-hmm. are making millions and millions a day from trafficking people, trafficking drugs, the the labor slavery that they're they've got going on in this country, sex slavery, tra- child trafficking. It's going on all over the all country. This stuff has been unleashed. I mean, we were already having to deal with it before. But now it's it's like it's quadrupled. It's been yeah. completely unleashed yeah. on the country. It's, it's so out of hand. You'd almost think all this was like on purpose. Or yeah, something. yeah. It's like it's planned. I mean, they can no stop way. it. They clean up San Francisco in like what a day. They could clean up the border. Yeah. All you gotta do is shut it down, cousin. Quit letting people in. And then Jose and Maria is gonna get to the border, and they'll be like, "Oh crap, it's closed. They lied to us." Listen, Jesus, the border's closed. Tell the fam, don't come up here. And then everybody goes back home. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. And we were so close to having it secured. They, oh, they had to reverse God. that. You know? It was almost done. Yeah, and it's, and it's by design. They, 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 People that say, oh, they need more voters and all that, that's why they're bringing them in. It's not. It's for you know bringing us yeah. down. Well, that's enough about the border. Let's talk about the Jews. <laughs> that's right. Jews. They're everywhere. They're good people. They're bad people, just like white people. There's mm-hmm. good and there's bad. Yep. There was a story uh, that popped up yesterday, and it's about a secret underground tunnel in New York that was connecting a synagogue. I, I don't even know that I fully understand this story, but it was bizarre to say the least. Before we get into it, let's let's watch the video. Um, scroll down and see if there's a video attached to this. Okay, so this says, currently numerous law enforcement at the scene of a riot at the Chabad headquarters in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Uh, This is when they found the tunnels and and law enforcement gets involved. I'm not exactly sure why, but this is apparently the scene from yesterday. And that guy's got handcuffs and he's dancing. Purple hair. Yo, 
They're tearing up their own synagogue. Apparently. And these are the images I saw, and I was like, I don't even know what's going on here. And it's like the police are not being that aggressive. I just, I don't know. What is the deal about the tunnels? Oh, yeah. here we go. What do we got? I saw somebody post that that uh, video on Twitter, and they were like, "Oh, look, he found a quarter down there." And I was like, "Come on, that's not funny. That's inappropriate." Is there? Something nefarious going on? They're talking about a women's bath connected to it? I don't know. All right, guys, scroll to the top. Let's let's read the story, and then maybe I can get my hands around this. All right, so a wild riot broke out a historic synagogue in Brooklyn, New York, after furious young Hasidic Jews tried to stop construction workers and police from using a cement truck to fill an illegal secret tunnel network. The Jews had dug the tunnel network six months ago to reportedly expand the synagogue and reach a nearby women's ritual bath. As the New York Post says, young in their late teens and early 20s were caught tearing down wood panels and wooden support beams at the Shabbat Lubavitch World Headquarters in Crown Heights. One can see several men inside the tunnels. There's no picture there. Uh, click click that uh, where it says pick Twitter, and see what, see if that pulls up. Ah, they've already deleted it. All right, yeah. go back. Uh, it goes on to say footage captured by Raw's alert show NYPD desperately trying to hold off dozen of extremist men as they barge their way into the twenty foot wide compound beneath the women's section, flipping over wooden pews in a fit of rage. The acidic men use hammers to break through the synagogue's brick walls. What? <laughs> It goes on to say uh, several Jews refused to vacate the tunnels despite massive police intervention leading to an arrest of at least 10 individuals to wild applause. Footage also shows a stained mattress was pulled out of the tunnels, which undoubtedly raised a few questions. All right, scroll, scroll up one video. Play that one right there. These are Old Testament here. Yeah, man. Man, Jews are wild, bro. All right, here. This is the one we need. We're talking about the mattress. Is it bird? Is that your mattress? It is not mine. Okay. Whoa! I think I know what kind of stain that was. Some like crap them <laughs> Yeah. Or blood. Okay, so as you notice, the article says it's their stains on the mattress, which raise a few questions. And that may very well be it. Oh. Either somebody pooped the bed or they are saying that these people... The, these young men were possibly raping women mm. if it's 
related to them trying to get to you know a women's bathhouse or whatever the hell they're doing. Oh, like dark, dried out blood kind of. Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Oh, Something man. like that, which would be awful. And I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. The Jewish tunnels are being sealed. Okay. Hit that one. That's a short video. Um. Hey, I don't know. Crazy, man. It doesn't make any sense, Cuzzy. But here's the deal. You know it's going to be painted with a broad brush by the left. Scroll down a little more. Let me read that. Uh, uh, yeah, just hit uh, reopen close tab over on the right side. There you go. Uh, and scroll to the bottom there. Let me, uh, here we go. The Daily Mail reports that while the young men, go down a little further, uh, young men have uh, butted heads with the synagogue over who owns the main property. The appeal of the ritual bath is unclear. At this point, the Israeli National News reported that the tunnels were dug six months ago and discovered last month when neighbors heard strange noises coming from underneath their homes. Following the discovery, the synagogue's leadership called in structural engineers to analyze the damage. The headquarters released a statement condemning the younger rioters' actions and thanking law enforcement. Weird. Uh, man. I don't get it, man. I, I still, I, I thought, okay, we, we can talk about this on the show, and now I'm like, I, don't, I still don't know what's going on. I don't understand it. Lots of weird stuff going on this year. What do I'll you wait. think, John Byrne? I, I think what we think is probably happening. You think there's some nefarious very, sexual activity very going much on? So. But the problem is the left is going to paint this with a broad brush, and it will just be uh, more fuel to the fire as far as the Hamas protests. Yeah. You know, I mean, it'll get, but, you know, I mean, there are bad people in all walks of life, everything, but that's not going to, that's not going to matter one bit to the left. Yeah, I I could see that. I just wanted to make sense of it because it just, it was so weird. I woke up to see these images and, and usually when I wake up and I see weird images, it's clips from Fish Tank, which, <laughs> by the way, if anybody wants an update, uh, Jimmy, who was uh, one of five fish left, got kicked out last night. Oh, and no. always things go nuts when I go to sleep. Poor and, Jimmy. like, he threw a mallet at the new girl, whose name is Brittany. Uh, and everybody knew, like, Jimmy was going to get violent at some point. He's just off his rocker. And he finally crossed the line, which is sad because I, I think the more people you got in there that's off their rocker, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, He's lucky he didn't get charges pressed on him or something. Yeah, that's true. I, I, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I just, <laughs> you're fine. addicted. Uh, it's fine. I just, yeah. I, I've got this this desire to the share fish tank with everybody. Is calling. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we don't know what's going on with the Jews. That's final verdict. If you wow. tuned into this podcast to find out what's going on with the Jews, we don't know. Figure it out yourself. But we do know what's going on with one low IQ Fanny Willis out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. She's been doing a little hanky panky in the boom boom room. Hanky panky. With the top <laughs> Trump prosecutor, man. Here's the deal. So Fannie Willis, y- y'all know Fannie Willis is the person trying to hem up Donald Trump and many others in a RICO case in Georgia. Uh, she has apparently been in a romantic relationship with this guy whose name is uh, 
What's the dude's name? Scroll down a little Should bit. Be Rico Suave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I his, had to. His name Rico. is um, Nathan Wade. So Nathan Wade, and uh, has been appointed as part of Fannie Willis's team, mm-hmm. the top number one guy to go after Trump in this case. Uh, turns out they're having a romantic relationship. Fannie Willis was the one that signed off on the guy's salary. He's been paid over the past couple oh. years over seven hundred, almost seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, seven hundred k. And they've been going on lavish vacations and Caribbean cruises together and everything else. Now, here's where it gets tricky: is the fact that the way this guy was appointed may have not even been legal. After that, with the funds, taxpayer funds that she's paid this guy with. They've also taken COVID money to pay this guy. They asked for more COOF money. (laughs) COOF money to to pay this guy. And so this could, if this court is even remotely fair, throw out that entire Georgia case on Trump based on a technicality of uh, a prosecutorial, what, what do you call it? Misconduct, Pro- uh, prosecutorial, prosecutorial misconduct. Mis- misconduct. Yes, I, mean, I don't see how they can't. I, I mean, it's so egregious. This one's this one's bad. This one's real bad. If you go down, there is um, Steve Bannon was talking to someone. Uh, I think it's yeah. Keep going. Keep keep going. Yeah, who who is he talking to? Actually, just play this because I think it'll probably give you an ad first, but. Play this, um, okay. and I think they kind of explain it Electrify your probably metabolism. in better terms than I could. So. I muted it for them. There you go. There we go. Okay, just a, I want to I want to frame this. Uh, in the last seventy two hours, this has happened because of the disastrous uh, Valley Forge, and then his yesterday his over the top speech. This is Biden uh, in South Carolina, but it goes back. To actually before Christmas, a couple of days before Christmas, where Obama went to the White House to have a lunch with, with uh, excuse me, Obama went to the White House to have a lunch with Biden and told him, yo, bro, uh, there's no urgency, there's bro. no focus. Yo, bro. Um, yo, bro. You know, don't think Trump's going to lay down. Trump is a formidable a figure. He's a great communicator, and he throws haymakers. And we're not going to have the mail-in ballots, so you got to get off the dime and get rolling here. What Mike Davis has said from the beginning, he said, look, this has been totally controlled. This law for a situation been totally controlled by the White House, the White House counsel. And he was a Costangelo. You're talking about Alvin Bragg. They deputized. They sent a guy into Alvin Bragg's situation to make sure because Alvin Bragg is not Louis Brandeis. OK, you follow me with this? You're with me? Does Steve so Bannon strike you as like a mad a scientist? A little the bit. Justice yeah, Department. Got that, that thing organized. Now we have Fannie Willis, which has all this potential criminality of with her alleged boyfriend, uh, you know, Fannie Willis, uh, homewrecker, um, that Ooh, alleged homewrecker, um, that, uh, that, that shows up. But even more importantly, guess what? When the brother's billing $700,000, he's got to, he, he bills meetings at the White House. Let's see. He's working for Fannie Willis. He's the head guy on the RICO charge. He flies to Washington, D.C. on two separate occasions, bills him for it. I guess unless he's a criminal that's billing for stuff he's not doing. That's another thing is the fact that this dude is going to the White House and allegedly meeting with Biden and Obama before 
being on the team to prosecute Trump. Jeez. I, I mean, like, listen, we, we all know this stuff's a setup. We know. We, we collectively understand it. But for it to be out in the open like this, because there are some, we don't trust the media whatsoever. We just don't. But there are some media outlets that will, if they feel like they have to, report on things like this. You've got Wall Street Journal, Town Hall, um, you know, the Washington Post, even maybe on a good day would report on something like this. New York Post. Post. New York New York Post Post will talk about it. New York Times would possibly talk about it. If it's that groundbreaking, they don't want to, but they will if they have to. And... um. This is just par for the course, man. It's like y'all ain't y'all ain't got nothing on Trump. You got you got nothing. And the sad thing is, nothing's going to happen to these people. For no, seven hundred k, nothing. No, they these are the people that should be on the other end of that courtroom docket, being prosecuted. And I think they're all afraid they're going to be, and that's why everybody's against Trump. That's why they're so desperate. <laughs> and and it, it, listen, it's a, it's a it's irrelevant point and, and I don't judge anybody for thinking this way but I, I do caution people on getting into this this mindset of well Trump's not going to win so we got to pick somebody else because the left is just not going to let Trump win I think the left knows it's a possibility and they have an insurance plan just like they did in 2016 Russia collusion and they're going to do whatever they can to create this perception that prevents Donald Trump from prosecuting his political opponents. They'll do it in the form of surrounding him with D.C. lifers, making sure he appoints a very milquetoast, middle-of-the-road uh, uh, um, attorney general, mm-hmm. which which happened on several occasions, is is milk toast as Jeff Sessions was. I don't think he was a good attorney general. He was probably the best out of the bunch that he had. And, uh, you know, he then gets with uh, Bill Barr, who's an absolute scumbag. Scumbag. He's covering up the Epstein stuff. They've got insurance plans in place to keep them safe even if Donald Trump becomes president. And and I say that to say it's not... You know, it, it, there, it, we're not in a situation where there's no way the left's going to allow him to win. There, He can win. And I'm not saying he's going to. I'm not saying there's a 50, 70, 80, 10% chance he's going to win. I don't know till we get a little closer. Yeah. But it is just as possible for him to win this time as it was in 2016. I mean, I, I think so. And the left's record of trying uh, you know for the last three four five years even um even during his president presidency it's just been one thing after another and i think it's gone on for so long that the people that aren't really in the know it's out there so much that they're starting to you know starting to realize you know well that here comes something else It's, it's like you can always count that something else is coming down the pike yeah and well, we're talking average citizen, not someone in the know. It's like I pointed out today. It's it's a it's a mindset where people they get beat down by the media, saying that around every corner is the big thing that's going to take Trump down. Around every turn and every nook and cranny, 
this is the thing that's going to finally take Trump down. Yeah. They've been threatening it all this time. They say, it's almost here. It's almost here. And it even gets in the heads of conservatives to where they're like, well, you know, there's there's probably is something out there that's going to take him down. And so they've got kind of one foot in and one foot out. Maybe they're supporting a different candidate. Maybe they want to get to Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley, and they feel like that's going to be better. But it, it doesn't. I mean, if you're going to have Nikki Haley, you might as well have Joe Biden. Yeah, but see, this time around, uh, Trump has something he didn't have before. Now he... The, uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is like everything with this. If we didn't have Twitter and Elon X, excuse yeah. me, uh, it, it changes the whole game because they were silencing people during that election, the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing, and now they're not going to be able to do anything with Twitter. A lot of things have changed since 2020, and that's what people A need lot. to keep in yeah. perspective. We can find the facts out now for ourselves. Well, as Steve Bannon pointed out, there's no more mail-in ballots. Let me rephrase that. There's no more mass mail-in ballots like there were. Like they, they're not going to be able to get away with 50% of the votes being mail-in ballots because mm-hmm. people are going to say something's not right. We need to check it. We have learned from our mistakes so much since 2020. And even though we feel like we're over here fighting different battles and putting out different fires— there are a lot of people out there that have been boots on the ground working to make sure 2020 isn't repeated from legally to on the ground changing things to getting people registered to vote. Those things are happening, and it's why I keep I keep the faith. Yep, it comes down to all the swing states. That's where all the yes. happening is going to be. Speaking of justice, let's talk about Ray Epps. Mm. Ray Epps, the famous, um, the famous January sixth guy that decided to um, tell people to go to the Capitol. Mm. See if we can find a Ray Epps video down towards the bottom. Surely, surely we've got one here. There's him throwing a sign at police. That's that's one. Uh, here's him telling people to go to the Capitol. You know, it's a. Oh, here we go. It's a yeah. Play this. This shows Ray Epps throwing the throwing the sign. We'll have an ad on this one. Electrify but. your metabolism. Oh, look, it's Joe Biden's dinner. <laughs> That's what he eats for dinner every day. And it should circle Ray Epps. Yeah, 100% fed up. They're out of Michigan, I think. I think he's in kind of a. Beige jacket with a red hat. I feel like I'm high right now. Yeah, I'm turning it down a little bit. I'm tripping balls right now watching Ray Epps. (laughs) How many people do you think have gotten high and watched Ray Epps videos? (laughs) No, seriously, where is he? Uh, I think it's got to give a different camera angle. He's more on the left side towards the front. Well, the Dems did cheat. See, people, this is January 2021, and people even knew then, just a couple months after the election, that it was stolen. And we've got so much more information now than we did. That may not have good footage in it. Go down a little further. I was trying to find some of the footage where he was, like, telling people to go. Yeah, there he is right there. That'll probably give you a better shot of him. Telling people to go into the Capitol which he did on numerous, numerous occasions. 
Okay, here's uh, So it should circle him here. Now you gotta unmute the computer. There you go. And then they're like, let's cut yeah, the sound so off that's and mess him with right that. Yeah. So there he is. It, and, okay. and my, my point is, everybody knows who Ray Epps is. Right. All right. Everybody remembers. Well, he had today, January the 9th, he had a scheduled sentencing to sentence him for these misdemeanors that they hemmed him up on. All right. Ray Epps has been in the spotlight since January 6th. Everybody saw him in there telling people to go to the Capitol. That's where our problems lie. They're in the Capitol. We're going to go up there. We're going to go in, blah, 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 blah. It's on tape. It's undisputed. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody but Ray Epps starts getting arrested. Ray Epps was on the FBI Most Wanted poster. Then all of a sudden he was taken off when people started asking questions. And, and so that made it worse. And they're like, why is this Ray Epps guy not getting in trouble like everybody else? Everybody else is getting the book thrown at him. And everybody was like, wow. And, and it never made any sense. And then all of a sudden, outlets like 60 Minutes start doing fluff pieces on Ray Epps and New York Times, Washington Post is like, Ray Epps is the victim of a conspiracy theory by QAnon Trump supporters. And it's like, wait a minute, you guys have spent all your time and energy in bashing and demonizing people that were involved with J6. Why are you sticking up for Ray Epps for some reason? Like, you wouldn't care if Ashley Babbitt was the part of a conspiracy theory. Why Ray Epps? So again, I have a theory. I have a theory on that. Everybody was saying, "Oh, he was planted FBI in there." I think he was another three-letter agency. I don't like to say on the internet. I'm just saying. It starts with a C. He could have been, but the thing is, everybody knew there was something off about this guy, and that that conversation continued to percolate, mm-hmm. and the FBI continued to feel heat on it. The DOJ, and finally. Just a few weeks ago, a couple, two or three months ago, I guess, they announced, oh, we're finally charging Ray Epps, charging him with a fraction of what they charged everybody else with. And so today was the day that he was to be sentenced. He was going to be in the courthouse in D.C., and the judge was going to lay down the sentencing for his crimes. Many speculated, legal analysts and everything speculated, he's going to get about six months in prison, which is... A slap on the wrist at the best. Slap on the wrist. But we waited. We found out late last night, so late that the news outlets couldn't pick it up, that all of a sudden he's not required to come to court for his sentencing. He's able to zoom it in. So he zooms in for his sentencing, and he ends up getting sentenced to this much jail time, zero, zero. He gets one-year probation, and a $500 fine, and 100 hours of community service. You know how many other J6ers got that sentencing? None. Zero. That looks like a sentence for somebody getting caught with pot somewhere or something like That's that. right. Yeah. Or, or somebody, graffiti. I mean, or, <laughs> or somebody that was working with the FBI, and we say, hey, we're just doing this for show. We're going to pretend like you're on probation. You don't have to call us. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's like if you get in trouble for, like, cow tipping or you know, <laughs> right. something. <laughs> Ray Epps, the cow tipper. Man. Yeah, look at that. I mean, it's nothing. 100 hours community service, that's two and a half weeks and, you know, helping out dogs or something. Mm. Good Lord. And he won't do that. I don't <laughs> know. They'll probably have him, like, sweeping floors at the uh, the 
FBI headquarters or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, long enough to take some photos. He's yeah. got to move down a floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that is so infuriating. Yeah. And and there is the the latest. I had an interaction on Twitter. I say an interaction. She liked my tweet. Laura Logan. Y'all familiar with her? You oh familiar yeah, with her? she's a good journalist. Um, she just did a. a she's been doing these J six. Um, stories that she's been posting on Twitter. And she did one about a lady who had just turned herself into prison. I think she I think she only had to do like a few weeks or something like that. Her name was Victoria something. Mm-hmm. And Laura Logan interviews her and goes through her story. And when now that we've got the J6 tapes from the Capitol that have been hidden all this time, the videos show that this lady that still got sentenced to prison was just at the Capitol steps up front where some of the chaos was going on. Right. And she was beaten to a bloody pulp by police. She was defenseless. Multiple police officers were hitting her in the head with batons over and over as she was begging them to stop. She was just pummeled, pummeled by these police officers. It was found in court that it was against protocol and all that stuff for them to do what they did, but they still made her the bad guy and sent her to prison. God. Laura Logan, uh, Truth in Media is the name of the Twitter account. Mm -hmm. You need to find those. Listen, you need to find those and watch those because they are, if you care about what happened on January 6th, that is a must watch for anybody. She's been putting out some really good uh, stuff lately, uh, all of her interviews and everything like that, and she's she's straight-up truth. That's why she's not in the mainstream anymore. No, it's good stuff. Good stuff, man. Props to her. Maybe we can have her on the on the podcast She'd one be day. a big yeah. catch, and she was the one that got like held hostage. Yes, she was brutally kinds, yeah. raped and all kinds of stuff. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's one of the one of the few journalists left. All right, John Bird, we're going to get out of here. Cuzzy, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Gump. You got anything? Uh, just uh, go see your dentist if you don't. Yes, get to the dentist unless you're John Bird and you're traumatized. You, John Bird. Yes, don't go to your dentist for any reason whatsoever. All they want is money. I wouldn't say that, but let me let me guess. Next week he comes dressed up as a dentist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly he got his degree happen. and everything. <laughs> no, I'm going to be my own dentist from now on. Yeah, work on my own teeth. All right, guys, we're out of here. Thank you all for watching this. Make sure you subscribe. Check out our other videos. And uh, be with us on January the 11th for our live stream. We'd love to see you guys. Until next time, see you guys.